Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Up Your Volume Morning Show Podcast, where we talk about the arts and living conscious. Hope everyone has had a great two weeks and an even better Labor Day. As you all know, when we do have holidays, we usually skip that week and um, give you guys a chance to enjoy it, give ourselves a chance to enjoy it. And we are we are live this morning with my, uh, my good friend, Kevin Ballester. We had him on our show, I want to say about a month or so ago, maybe five weeks ago, and he is stepping in while my mom is taking it to the streets on her tour, and good morning, Calvin. Thanks for joining us this morning, or thanks for joining me. Good morning, Nikki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're family Super now. Stuck. I know, right? This is awesome. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew five weeks ago we'd be, uh, you know, co-hosting <laughs> the podcast together, you know? Nice. Crazy. Nice. But, yeah, I'm um, excited. Yeah, so as everybody does know, um, the one and only Paleo Boss Lady, my mom, is on her Taking It to the Streets tour. Um, if you did read our our uh, episode info um, and kind of check our post that we had, she was supposed to be checking in with us this morning, but she is driving cross-country, and she's already done about almost a 1,000 miles or more or less um, of driving, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and she unfortunately is stuck driving today. Um, and she needs to get to where she's going quickly. So she's not going to be able to check in, but I will be giving you guys an update later. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, or haven't, you know, listened to the show before, usually the co-host is my mom, paleo boss lady. Um, and she is basically, you know, revolutionizing this whole living conscious um, idea and taking it one step further by literally going to your home and um, teaching her her methods, showing her 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 ways and and what she does to stay on top of her health. And um, she's, she's killing it. She's already been to. She really is. She really is. It's it's insane. She's She's, going grassroots and just hitting people right at the like, you know, right at the basic level and building community. And I, I absolutely love what she's doing. Yeah. So I mean, it's, to it's one of those, Oh yeah. She is. I definitely feel like it was one of those things I knew was going to happen because she said it was. And when she says she's going to do something, it happens. But I, when it was like the couple weeks leading up to it, I was like, is this really happening? Like, <laughs> Is she really gonna do this? Like, do I have to do something? Like, I was, I was kind of panicking because it was one of those things. that's like, oh no, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. And then it came, and I was like, wait, I feel like we should be, we should be, you know, I should be like figuring out more stuff to do. Um, but she's doing it awesome, and she's already been to like, the should desert. Should we have a conversation about this? I know. I'm like, is there she's like, like we've had, we've had many. 
I know, exactly. She's like, I'm totally prepared and just ready. So, I, you know, that's pretty much all you, you want to hear um, from somebody that's, that's going to take a journey like this. But um, she has already been to, like, the Palm Desert area, um, Arizona, Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico. Um, it looks beautiful. It's so cool. And a lot of great food, it looked like, too, and farms and everything like that. Um, she went to Denver in Nebraska, and now she's um, headed to, like, Cedar Rapids area by Thursday, um, and she'll be in Chicago by this coming Sunday. So she's she's moving at rapid, rapid rates, and um, she's going by pretty fast. Um, by the end of this month, she'll have hit Ann Arbor, Annapolis, Kansas City, and St. Louis as well. So for more information, just in this month alone, Kevin, to put it in perspective, she will have driven almost 3,500 miles. I mean, wow. this is coming from a woman who two years ago was not even dri- hadn't driven in like seven years, maybe even eight right. years. So, um, right. and and the past two years, she's been driving maybe five miles each way. Um, you know, just just in the West LA area, and now she's going about you know. She was driving in the, the end, you know, the, the end of this summer, she was already doing around a round trip of 100, 150 miles, kind of gearing herself, like, like how you would think a marathon runner trains for a race. She was doing that with driving and testing herself. So, I mean, she's, she's definitely played it smart. And I think she, you know, she, she's, she's ready for it. And that's, that's kind of, the exciting part. So more information about that, go to paleobosslady.com. Um, she's got a whole take into the street tour page and you can see where she's going to be. You can drop her a line and tell her where you want her to be. And if she's able to fit that in within her year plan, then she will, she will let you know. Um, but she is, you know, always, always wanting to hear where you want her to come places that she thinks would be beneficial, you know, that you guys think would be beneficial to her, um, to, to you are beneficial to her. So definitely check it out. We're super proud of her. We're pumped up and she's going to be driving a lot. So she's going to need a couple good playlists. So let's get into the playlist <laughs> I, I made for, uh, this week. Um, so we, two weeks ago, um, my mom and I talked about the VMAs and, that was kind of uh, our playlist was kind of based on the best VMAs of all time. But um, I made a little bit of a faux pas because it's, of course, as cool as that was, I forgot to pay homage to one of the greatest living legends of our time. um, The King of pop himself, Michael Jackson. So um, his birthday was August 29th and he actually would have been 58 years old and, I got to tell you, it does not feel like seven years ago already that we lost him. But, um, yeah, we did in, in June 25th of 2009. He did, you know, leave us for good, but his music definitely still remains. And I wanted to go through, like, the top five. Well, I mean, there's so many. It's so hard for me personally yeah. um, to pick a top five when there's about 50 of my favorite songs coming from one artist and about, you know, 
a hundred or so songs written by him. So, I mean, it's just, it's just really crazy, but, um, I had to, I had to stick to what I know. And, uh, number five is going to be actually a Jackson five song called bend. And this is a song that's really important to me. And, and I wanted to do things like ABC and, um, rock and Robin, uh, other cool Jackson five songs. But at the same time, this song really, selfishly is, is, is kind of important to me. And it was one of the first songs I learned how to sing. Um, so, and it's just a beautiful song. It's actually written about his pet rat, which is kind of gross for me, at least to think about like a pet, <laughs> pet rat. I mean, I, I like dogs. I'm cool with cats. Even lizards are cool. Bearded dragons, but definitely not a rat <laughs> fan. <laughs> And this song he wrote as a kid, and I guess he had a pet rat named Ben, but the lyrics are so beautiful and so meaningful. And basically, um, just even, even you know, Ben, the two of us need look no more. We both found what we were looking for. I think, you know, there, there comes a time in everybody's life where they either have a best friend that they care about like that or a relationship that they care about like that or, or or as well an animal that they're close with that, you know, these guys have found each other and um, definitely one of my favorite songs. So coming to number five is Ben by the Jackson five. Um, number four. And, and you could tell this was hard. Can for I me. just say, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that song and I never knew it was about a rat. That, that gives you a whole new perspective. Doesn't it? Because it's, so like the the lyrics are so emotional. You hear it, you're like, what? Like, who is Ben to him? You know, you think it's an older brother that you didn't even hear about, or like an older cousin, or I don't even know, an uncle. But then you 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 hear that it's about his pet rat. You're like, how did he get so deep about this rat? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely. When I heard it too, I was like, well, you've got to be kidding me. But um, great song nonetheless, and um, this is how hard the playlist was for me to do. And you got to understand, like I play so much Michael Jackson covers at my shows that like shake your body, I can't help it. Like some of these didn't even make the list, and those are like some of my favorite songs of all time. So you could tell how hard this list was for me to make. Um, number four. Mm-hmm black and white just because it's crazy to think about that song coming out in the 80s and here we are damn near 2017 that message still holds true and we still should be taking notes on what he's trying to say there and um you know it's it just it's just crazy to think about you know almost you know two and a half three decades since this song has come out and it's still, it's, it's super powerful. Actually, I think this song came out in the early nineties. So I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. It's, it's definitely probably an early nineties tune, but still nonetheless, these lyrics, this message, we still have a lot of crazy shit going on. And um, mm-hmm. I definitely had to throw that one in there. So that's at number four. Number three. And I think if we were going to do that again, the yeah. black and white would be, would be, Updated to black, white, red, purple, you know, brown. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I was mean, his message. You yeah. Know? I absolutely. mean, if, 
if you remember the video, like the face is forever changing, you know what I mean? And they're going mm-hmm. through all different races and all different sexes, all different shapes of people. And um, it basically just goes through all, all walks of life. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that definitely was his message for sure. And um mm-hmm. It's just it's just such a good song and, and the video definitely makes it. That's back when videos were like the shit. Like we cared about what a video looked like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's when the VMAs made sense because it was about the video music. You know what I mean? It was about the music video right. and that it's crazy to think about. But um yeah, I, I definitely had to throw that one on there. And then number three I don't want to say it's obscure because it's definitely not. I don't think there is really too many obscure uh, Michael Jackson songs, but this one isn't the most popular one. People think Billie Jean, PYT, like popular songs, you know. Um, But this is Off the Wall, and it's off the album Off the Wall, and it's it's like the hottest bass line. It's just like it's vocals in it. It's It's just one of the coolest songs ever, and when I hear it, I get super excited. And like I said, I apologize that I didn't make it your typical, you know, your people probably listening in right now, like, damn it, why isn't she ta- saying, like, the way you make me feel and, and all this stuff. And I just... Oh, don't apologize. I, I don't know. I, it's more <laughs> so, I know these aren't the, the hits, you know what I mean? But at the same right. time, these are songs that, because they're not, make them 10 million times better and make them, you know? So uh, number two was definitely a huge hit and is definitely an iconic song and hard for me not to put this thing, this song at number one, but um, I went with Man in the Mirror at number two. Another great message. I mean, I think all of us, you know, struggle to get real with ourselves and talk to ourselves and be honest with ourselves and, you know, you know, try to, try to get through a time just on your own and deal with your own stuff. And the lyrics of this song are something you should think about on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's, you know, um, definitely motivating and and uplifting and um, also very relatable. And I think a lot of his music is relatable, but this one in particular is um, something that hits home, I think, for everybody. So Man in the Mirror coming in at number two. And then number one, like, I don't know why this is my favorite, but this is just a jam, dude. Like, you put the – and, like, like I said, if you threw on PYT, Billie Jean, any of these other jams, like, People will go nuts at a wedding, at a party, at a dance, whatever. But Rock With You, to me, just, like, epitomizes, like, what great songwriting is, how Mm. a band, like, just, the the song, the song itself is just, to me, like, it's just a work of art. Like, just that song, Rock With You, is just, it's just badass. The melody, the drum fill in the beginning is iconic. I mean, the players that played on this in, in the studio, I mean, this is just, I had to put Rock With You at number one. It gets the party going no matter what time, where there's like five-year-olds that know this song. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I had to throw that on at yeah, number how one. Yeah, was he when, when, that was, uh, when that was recorded? Do you know? Let's check it out. I and mean, we got this handy dandy thing called the Look internet. Look at this handy dandy Google machine. 
Let's okay. See, rock with uh, that's also you off, off the wall, and that's 79. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. When were you born, Nikki? 88. 88? Great, crazy 88. That was like 10 years later almost. Wow. I know, right? And I'm putting that in my damn playlist. All right. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, Where it belongs. So, uh, how old are you? I didn't even ask. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm 32. Or what year? Oh, so we're, oh, awesome. So we're, we're not well, that we're far the same apart. Generation, pretty much. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, um, this is crazy. This is really crazy, and and we kind of, you know, we had a dry run through um, this morning, just real quick. We went through some stuff, and um, when I said this, we both were kind of like, what? But um, it is officially the 20th anniversary of Tupac. Today is. Today is the 20th anniversary. How crazy is that? It's a trip. That is a trip for me. 20 years ago. My God. I know. I yeah. Know. That's not. Um, yeah. That, it, it, it doesn't feel like 20 years. But I guess, you know, I guess, I guess it is. I guess we're just, we're just getting old. That's I know. Funny. I can't remember <laughs> where, where I was and what I was doing, even even at a kid, you know, at, at the age I was, I was a kid, and, you know, just, I was always into hip-hop, and growing up, you know, in Philly, and being involved with uh, music at a young age, and, and finding myself really drawn towards hip-hop, I, I definitely remember being super affected by, by Biggie, um, you know, dying, and, uh, you know, because I was from the East Coast, but um, definitely just as affected by Tupac. And I think later in my life, I got more heavy into Tupac, um, maybe around, like, the 12 to, you know, I mean, 12 age range. Um, But uh, definitely that whole, that whole thing, you know, was was definitely memorable. It's some really crazy stuff, and I think that was my first kind of experience to like what hip hop and gang life is about because I hadn't before that really understood it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's definitely crazy to think about twenty twentieth anniversary. Um, but I decided to do. Did you see? Uh, did you see Notorious? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, good movie. Memory. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the Shook character was like perfect. <laughs> he did it well. And um, yeah. yeah, no, it definitely. Um, that was long overdue. That movie, I feel like that shit should have come out so long ago. I was, I felt like I was yeah. waiting forever for like, you know, them to come out with something like that. But um, yeah, we wanted to. Well, we that, wanted to, that and straight out of Compton, which was great. I that, know, you but, know the. The first album, the first album I ever bought, actually my mom bought for me, <laughs> was NWA Straight Outta Compton. That's first awesome. First album I ever, I ever, 
Because that was before the PMRC stickers and whatnot, right? Right, right. My mom was like, oh, you want this CD? Okay. And uh, second album was like, Easy E, Easy Does It. And then, uh, and then, what was it? And then Ice T, Freedom of Speech. That's so awesome. Those were, were, that's what I grew up on. I love it. Yeah, definitely. I saw that, I saw that movie twice in the same week. I was like in it. I was like, yo, this is the greatest, like, I thought Straight Outta Compton was like the dopest movie, like, in a while. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I loved it. So, I wanted to do a five song playlist. Yeah, go for it. Well, I was thinking about how uh, how in the last episode, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you did a list about about um, the VMAs, and you listed off the top five or ten of those. And if I remember right, P. Diddy was on there for the yeah. uh, I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, um, that was for that track. crazy. That, that was super emotional. I mean, even right now, I see Faith Evans all in the news because she's dating somebody. I don't even know who it is, to be honest. I forget. Um, but it's like, I feel like the first time I've really heard of her dating somebody, like since Biggie passed away 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like you, you just always associate her with like the, you know, she's the widow, you know what I mean? And like, that was such an emotional song, you know, with her on stage and, and Diddy and like, it just was, and Sting came out. I mean, that was, I remember all the candles being lit and that just being like, just heavy for, especially in New York. Like that was, that was, that was mm. a super heavy performance. And uh, yeah, I, I listened to the top 10 and I, it was really hard for me to number a lot of those. Um, especially mm-hmm. I think that one fell a little short. It was like, sixth on the list so um and, and Michael Jackson was first on the list because he just smashed it in like 1995 so you know it's just it's just hard to number these types of things because they're all icons you know what I mean all these moments Very all nice. these people so um so I did I split my playlist instead of doing straight 10 I split it into five so first we we did the Michael Jackson five for his birthday um and then for Pac's 20th anniversary uh, of his death, may he rest in peace. I want to do five. This was even harder for me than the Michael Jackson stuff because I know what Michael Jackson songs I, I go to on my iPod, but I feel like Pac, you know, there's just ones that resonate with me. And number five, I put in, it was it was either gonna be I ain't mad at you or keep your head up and I went with keep your head up because I think I've gotten through a lot of times just kind of muttering that motto to myself you know what I mean and listening to this song and just being like it made me feel stronger it made me feel like if if you know what I have what I'm going through probably isn't that bad compared to what somebody else is going through and if I just keep my head up and power through it you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. So I definitely had to put that on the list at number five. And I ain't mad that you didn't even make the list. Like, it's not even there. And that's what I think. And neither is Dear Mama. Like, it's crazy. But um, number four, just because I'll never forget, like, when I first started coming to California, um, 
in like 2005 and um, I guess that was like 2003 or 2003 um, and this song would come on I just felt like man I need to move here someday like because this place is the shit and like it just makes me feel good and that song was California Love and I would cruise around mm. listening to this song and you know obviously Dre's on the track too it's just uh it's just a dope track so California yeah the sound of that just captured captured the whole essence and time period and location everything oh yeah like that's that's super iconic yeah it's got the vibe and because of that I grew up listening to this song only kind of having dreams of LA but I never knew that one day I'd be out here. And number three, like, I always thought that this was just the dopest lyrics. And, like, I was like, I want to do that. And number three is to live and die in L.A. So it's just crazy thinking when I think about, like, California love and to live and die in L.A. Like, I've lived here, you know, almost, I guess, five or six years now. And... It doesn't feel like that long, but I can't see myself ever really leaving. And that's just crazy because, I don't know, I guess it was always just a dream. And now, like, I've been here so long and it still still hasn't really hit me to wake up from this dream. You know what I mean? It's pretty crazy. But uh, I got nothing on that one. On that Uh, song? No, I just haven't spent, I haven't spent much time in L.A. of, like, spent a night or two in LA like not oh, really? consecutive touring around yeah but I got I got a bunch of buddies out there I gotta I gotta make my way out there it's LA's yeah, kind of calling me yeah, I will, dude. I will, we'll make that happen gotta come on out so uh number two Thugs Mansion just because who doesn't think this is one of the greatest songs ever um had to put that at number two um, and number one, it had to be number one as well, was Hail Mary. And I'll never forget 2012 Coachella. <laughs> I went with one of my good friends, Adam Lasher, and I believe his girlfriend ended up meeting us there. So he was kind of doing his own thing, and I was making friends and doing my own thing. And I went to go uh, to, man, who was I seeing? Who was on stage? I went to go see an artist. I don't even remember because clearly when you're at Coachella, you have blurred vision the entire time. But um, I remember I was watching an artist and all of a sudden Tupac came out. Now, mind you, it was a hologram, but in my head, it was Tupac. And I started crying. And the people around me, I was going, I knew it. I knew it. And I couldn't stop saying I knew it because, like, in my head, I guess I thought he was alive this whole time and come to find out it was a hologram but he sung Hail Mary he came out and this hologram Mm -hmm. did Hail Mary and I remember being so affected being like oh my god and it was just crazy it was a bunch of people no way And and you don't remember what artist that was I got it I, I know Radiohead was I there, might need right? to Google that. That's cool. That's really sweet. Let me see. The, Tupac, Coachella. Yeah, that was his chain was dangling. 
Oh, it was a Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Nice. Forget. How could I forget about that? And he was like on stage with them. It was so weird. It was so weird, dude. He he was like moving, and his chain was swaying off of his body, and that's why I thought he was real. But yeah, check that out. When you see a video of it, it looks a little more fake. But when you're in the audience, like you know, thousands million yards back, it it looks so real. Um, and like I said, I had my beer goggles on. I had you know possibly <laughs> some some. Mary Jane goggles on, so I was definitely <laughs> not seeing all the way straight. But um, yeah, to me, Tupac could come alive that night. It was crazy. Um, anyway, I wanted to get into and and Calvin. Very shortly, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the floor over to you. But um, this isn't gonna take too long. But I definitely think it's worth mentioning. Um, when I moved out here in 2003, like I had mentioned. Um, so I moved out here just for a summer and attended UCLA. Um, and I was about 15 years old, but I was getting some, uh, sorry, my dogs are, are always <laughs> making a guest appearance on, on our show. My dogs uh, are barking. Right. But, um, anyway, I went, I went to UCLA. I was 15. I was getting some college credit and, um, Amoeba Music was in Westwood, and I, I probably went to his place, like, maybe three times. So I was in Westwood, um, which is, you know, the UCLA campus, and it's not super close to go to um, to West Hollywood, and I wasn't driving yet. I, I don't think I got my license till like, maybe four, maybe six months later uh, when I was actually in school. Um so I didn't have a car, so I was taking the blue bus everywhere. And um, I went to the Amoeba Music Store about two or three times, and it was, you know, it's been around ever since. It, you know, it came out, it came here in 2001, um, and it's been pretty much the biggest record store ever. And it's just, it's massive. It's super cool. It's, it's an icon. It's a staple of LA. It's legendary in its own right. And um, word came out yesterday that it was actually sold to make way for a luxury tower with a rooftop pool. I'm guessing like luxury apartments, luxury condos. Um, it just, I couldn't believe it, you know, and, and it's mm. good to, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I mean, Aviva Music, um, you know, obviously released a statement or, or, or somebody released a statement like, Maybe the company that they they sold to. Sorry. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I'm yawning. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, they had, uh, you know, they had to address it. Amoeba Music had to say something about this news that we got yesterday. So they did just that, and they came out with a statement on Twitter, which was actually like a hand, it looked like letterhead. Um, it was letterhead piece of paper that they took a picture of with hand written note on it which is kind of cool because it almost reminded me of like a resignation letter you know what i mean like letterhead like written note like you know what i mean and um right they basically said you know did you hear some news about us you know it is true but in the contract 
there's a statement saying that we will be staying open for the remainder of their lease, which is several years. So we're looking at a good anywhere from, I mean, I figure if they said fewer couple, we'd be looking at three, but we might be looking upwards of, you know, three to five years, you know? So um, that's definitely good news. So it's not going anywhere just yet, but my feeling is come 2020, there will be something coming in there that looks nothing like Amoeba music. But um, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, go for it. yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, that is that is iconic. And actually, I don't know if it's a sign of our times or what, but uh, Amoeba I Music, I remember them having a huge vinyl collection. Oh, and, yeah. And um, I think vinyl is kind of where where media is going back to. You know, we mm-hmm. we've mastered the digital media, right? Where I right. put 10,000 songs on a little flash drive that fits in your fifth pocket, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like the real authenticity of, of record co- collections and uh, non-digital media is really going to make a comeback. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's surprising to me that, that Amoeba is is uh is shutting down and not kind of taking the forefront on that at least well at least we still have the one in San Francisco right 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 and it's funny that you mentioned the vinyl collection because since 2001 when it opened on Sunset Boulevard um it actually Amoeba Music actually covers 24,000 square feet and spans the entire block. I don't know if you've been to the one in LA. It's just massive. Um, it, so it spans the whole block and uh, it, it's known for crate digging. Like it's it's got the rarest vinyls. And it's uh, last year, I believe, I believe it was last year, um, Amoeba, they ended up putting out the most expensive record in the store's 25 year history. Um, and it was Bob Dylan's, a copy of Bob Dylan's 1975 masterpiece, Blood on the Tracks, which Mm. actually ended Mm. up selling for 12 grand last year. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So, um, yeah, it definitely has got some rare vinyls you can find, you know, and then they're, you know, it's it just, like they said, it's a lot of crate digging and going through everything, but definitely sad. It kind of reminds me of when I was in Boston, there was a Big Tower record, and it was super famous, and it had been there forever and ever and ever, and it was at the corner of Mass Ave and Newberry, and my school's the next block up, um, Rick College Music's the next block up, and when I had moved there, I was like, oh, man, there's a Tower Records radio, I'm being here, like, every day, and it was, like, the hangout spot, and then it closed, like, a year into college and they put a Best Buy there. I was like, man, like, and it was a big sad day, especially not just for the city of Boston and New England uh, because they lost an iconic staple, but especially for the Berkeley kids coming in because, you know, we had heard so many stories talking about that Tower Records, you know, and I feel like that's kind of how the kids of, you know, of, you know, the LAers that are like 16, 17 that, you know, 
are getting excited to like go to Amoeba and it's finally like you're finally getting to that age where you're gonna be able to drive there on your own, go check out records and um and now it's not gonna be there. So I definitely um I wanted to mention that to you guys, hear your thoughts. And as always, I know I didn't introduce myself, but um, my name is Nikki Beauvais, and you can check out uh, more information about me at Nikki-Beauvais.com. And my good friend Kevin is joining me today, Kevin Ballister. And we did talk to him. Um, sorry, my dogs are really going in this morning. Um <laughs> We did we did talk to him about six weeks ago or so, and um, he had told us about a brain injury that he had um, and his the miraculous recovery he's made since then and, and how he works to maintain that level of health and, and grow and um, keep, you know, recovering as much as possible and, and keep going. He's, you know, another miracle, much, much like my mom, and uh, it's no wonder that the world brought them to meet each other and talk right. and... Um, I believe my mom had a, a small part coming out in uh, his book. Is that right? Or something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, the way, like, you and your mom and I definitely overlap on so many, so many aspects of survival and and perseverance and finding motivation and all all of those things, um, and conscious living, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in order to make the choice of how you're going to live each day, um, despite your difficulties. And you don't need to have a life-threatening illness or injury in order to do that and see the benefits of that. And I, I love that that's, that's, uh, your, your mom's mission, you know, she is taking it to the street. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, what, what, what I've done is I have a website called adventures and brain injury. And the reason it's adventures and brain injury is because, um, no matter how difficult and, uh, and painful things may, may have been, uh, for me throughout my recovery, rather than framing it in a way where it's like, this is really, really difficult and it sucks and I'm over it and the world's out to get me. I'm like, you know what? It's an adventure. I'm going to see what right. right. Um, but yeah, thank you. So when, when we talked about your, your mom, uh, uh, having a part in the book. Yeah, she's um she's come up with a few recipes that are oh, right, right, right. in the book as well. Yeah. And um that website is under construction right now, but it's going to be at feedabrain dot com. And this and is like it, and I know we talked about uh the fact that this is gonna be like it going into a feeding tube, correct? Well, it can. It, it can. can. See, while I was while I was in uh while I was in the hospital, I was unable to eat, walk, or talk. And when right. I for for months, right, my left hand was completely flexed inward. And when I say I wasn't able to eat, 
the communication between my brain and my swallowing mechanisms wasn't working. So instead of swallowing food and it getting into my stomach, it would end up in my lungs. And that can be disastrous. What's worse is I wouldn't even cough. So they called it silent aspiration. Um, so, so it would just sit there, which means that it would then ferment and fester and cause uh, infection and pneumonia and terrible life-threatening things if, if that were to happen, right? Yeah. So we couldn't let that happen. Um, so anyways, uh, there are several conditions that necessitate tube feeds. Um, where the swallowing mechanism isn't working is one of these um, one of these reasons, and so a gastric tube bypasses that and puts liquid food directly into the stomach, and um, and this is this is what's just foul is that what they feed patients that are unable to eat conventionally. The ingredients of the liquid formula, conventional liquid formula, are like corn syrup, soy protein isolate, corn maltodextrin, calcium caseinate. It's just awful. It's awful. It's criminal. It's criminal without being illegal, you know? And, And so that's a huge point of this book is to influence a change in that because I, I have a, uh, an audience that's pretty brain injury centered. But the other aspect of this book is that I, this is nutrition that I follow today because after my injury, I, I, um, I was regaining my health a bit and I, I regaining some clarity by changing my diet to a certain way, I was like, I began regaining clarity. And I was like, whoa, there's really something to this nutrition stuff. What's going on, right? So I started studying um, all, all sorts of, uh, you know, mechanisms of plasticity, uh, human nutrition, neurometabolism, so how the brain right. derives energy and what it needs. Um, and, and what I came up with is an eating plan that includes certain ingredients that really, really, uh, support the nervous system. And I, I culminated research from, from, uh, different angles, but definitely including Dr. Tara Walls and her protocol. Yeah. So we've partnered together and made this happen, and um, and it's it's great because it feeds the cells, the 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 neurons, the cells in your brain and body, um, in your nervous system, so that they can optimally function and repair themselves. That's unreal. So, <laughs> It's, it's unreal. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm so thankful that I was able that I had enough of my brain there to like to use my brain to 
learn exactly how to feed my brain. And, and now I want to, I want to share that with others and give others the opportunity to recover and the others, the opportunity to optimize their brain function using similar methods. And, uh, the Feed a Brain brand um, will go beyond nutrition as well. We're going to have nutrition, spirituality, uh, how to feed a brain nutritionally, spiritually, yeah. and mm-hmm. cognitively. Like, uh, like, yeah, every morning I, uh, I, I told you today I woke up super early. It was kind of ridiculous. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what V does. And so I, I hung out for a bit. And I've been doing this for, for um, a couple weeks now where I kind of meditate for, for a little bit. And then I, I do the some best. yoga. Yeah. The what? The, med- yeah. the meditation, it's, man. Like, I, I don't know how people can't do it or don't do it and still, <laughs> you know, deal with the, the daily life struggles. I mean, it's, it's, it's get your, getting your mind right is, is the most powerful thing I think, but I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just, no, that's awesome. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, getting your mind right. And then, and then, um, focusing on what you're going to, what you're going to do for the day, making mm-hmm. a plan, um, so I also, you know, bringing it back to the, uh, to the research that I did to optimize my recovery. Um, at one point I came across, uh, research about near infrared light therapy. Um, so near infrared saunas, um, uh-huh. near infrared light and heat, uh, both of them and how, how this therapy actually stimulates tissue regrowth, including neuronal tissue regrowth, which is exactly wow. what I wanted to rebuild. You know, many of my neurons right. Right. And, and nerves have been damaged. So I want to rebuild those neuronal connections and those nerves. And it showed that, that this this stimulates nerve regrowth. So, uh, so I do what I always do, and I would weigh the risks and unknowns mm-hmm. versus the possible benefits. And when it came to a therapy like a sauna, um, there were very, very, very little, uh, very little risks. You know, I was worried about about like skin cancer mm-hmm. and uh and it turns out that near infrared lamps and near infrared light is is not the right wavelength to to cause any cancerous um rays right no it's it's definitely scary when i first saw it it tripped me out too i was like wait is this like is this cool like <laughs> are we good to be, you know but um no, that's awesome that it's helped you. And um, I was kind of telling Cav when we were talking about this uh, before we got on 
um, that I had actually seen it used on the feet and legs, uh, calves and, and feet area of diabetic patients. And it really helped um, the tingling and the pain that they have and numbness in their feet. Um, so, you know, it can be, you know, if, you, if you're suffering from something, I would look into it to see if it helps. It, it, there's so many benefits and so many different things that can help um, that I would definitely check into it, especially, you know, you're hearing it firsthand from somebody that it's helping, um, you know, build super interestingly, What you're talking about with the, uh, with the diabetic neuropathy is basically what you're talking yes. about. Yes. Exactly. So, so you're shining the light to regrow the neuronal tissue so that you no longer right. have the neuropathy. Um, so right. it's similar. It's, it's the same mechanism. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I was, I was at paleo effects this year and, um, I saw like, I built my sauna enclosure around my shower and, and actually put a video <laughs> on YouTube. People were like, what are you doing with electronics in the shower? Are you crazy? <laughs> right. That's what I was um, thinking. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Um, you know, one time a drop hit the lamp and the lamp exploded, the like bulb exploded because the, the bulbs are pretty hot, but no, I'm, it's not like I'm in the bathtub or anything. Like I keep it as dry as possible. Now I don't do any of that because while I was at paleo effects, um, they had a, like, while my lamp unit was built out of like plywood and light switches from Home Depot and chicken wire to to protect the bulbs. Their enclosure and their units are just so nice. So I walked by this booth and I started talking to them about how I use this therapy and ended up chatting with the uh with the owner. Um and I now have uh so the name of the company is Sauna Space, and they make just beautiful, beautiful enclosures and beautiful units. And actually, and so this is part of my morning routine as well. Like I will, uh, oh, awesome. I'll meditate, and or actually, I turn the sauna on, uh, the the lamp unit inside the canvas enclosure. I turn it on close it and then I, I, I meditate for a bit, not in the sauna um, and do a little stretching and then, you know, 10 minutes or so go by and then I sit in the sauna for a while and um, and awesome. come out of the sauna, bust some yoga which I know your mom's into as well Hell yeah. and uh, get get some exercise, get some blood flowing and uh, and then I'm I'm dripping with sweat. <laughs> Take a shower. I bet. Um, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Self care. Self care is, is challenging for sure. It's not. Um, it's not easy. Um, but I want to. I want to get right back to you. But I I did forget to play our. Uh, our little. We did forget to take a break in between what I was saying and then introduce you. Like oh, whoops. So no, it's my fault. I'm supposed to be like the OG over here, and I'm I'm messing up. <laughs> so <laughs> so well, we're before gonna... we do, can I just plug yeah. that that the enclosure oh, is yeah, sauna space? Do. 
and sauna space. They make beautiful, beautiful enclosures um, and and lamp units. And I mean, it's just it's it's gorgeous. The wood is is pristine. All of it, the craftsmanship, it's awesome. Check it out, sauna space. I gotta check it out. And and what is it, sauna space? Can you spell that out? Sauna, S A U N A. Sauna space. Oh, awesome. S A C E. Cool. Sauna space. Yeah, or you can go on my website, Adventures and Brain Injury, and look under shopping. Sweet. Okay, awesome. We will be right back from a little word from our sponsors. Up Your Volume Morning Show Podcast and the Taking the Streets Tour are brought to you by Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the Taking It to the Streets Tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact, most of the dishes in our house found on our kitchen table are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air, Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right. And we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street Store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdunright.com. Again, that's palmdunright.com. All right, that's my first attempt at making commercials. So (laughs) (laughs) tried it out. and uh, I definitely liked how you threw on some some, uh, Doobie Brothers with um, taking it to the street. Yeah, and and the, and the funniest part is like during during that little um, the part that I'm you know talking, it, it's got that cool bass line and and the the uh, piano chords and then all of a sudden you it's like you barely can understand what he's saying, but it's just that that uh, that tone from Michael McDonald underneath just laying it down, <laughs> killing it. It's hilarious. Um, actually, speaking of twenty years. This is going to be our uh, oh, no, they didn't. Um, but it's really not an oh, no, they didn't. It's more of just freaking shock and another thing to, like, hit, smack you upside the head with uh, holy crap. But uh, tonight starts the beginning of the 20th season for South Park. Yeah. I love right. this. How, I, so... How about how about Simpsons? How many? many That's a good question. They hit twenty way earlier. I want to say. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Let's see the first Simpsons. 
And when they've yeah, they've been rocking it for the that I think that's the longest running series ever. I just wanna know okay, Wikipedia's gotta have like the first but, ever Simpsons episode, right? Um yeah. I guess see it's saying it's saying eighty nine. And I that would be twenty seven yeah. years. Yeah, the original yeah. release was December seventeenth of nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Wow. That's as old <laughs> as that's that's one year younger than me. But now we're talking South Park. So South Park was only seven years later? I guess so. I guess so. I wow. remember buying oh, my man. first South Park shirt in 1997. I guess that was only a year after it had originally come out. But, um, wow. yeah, so definitely tune in to Comedy Central awesome. tonight. Yeah, it's, it's going to, I think they're going to kick off, you know, this big 20th season with a bang. But um, I do want to give a couple shout outs. I want to first and foremost give a shout out to, to, to Kevin Ballister for coming on today and talking with us. Um, and your, your social media, where, where can people find you again? Okay. So, um, we have a podcast called the adventures and brain injury podcast. You can find that on iTunes or any place where podcasts are found. Um, website adventures and brain injury.com. And, uh, and then Facebook, also adventures in brain injury um and if you don't feel like typing in brain injury adventures in tbi that works too um but i'm i'm sick of this really long url uh so we are rebranding to feed a brain or not rebranding cool. but we're 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 creating the feed a brain uh brand and I'm really excited about that. Uh, the website's coming soon, but if you want to sign Thank up and be among the first to know when uh, when the book comes out, go to feedabrain.com awesome. and sign up. And we, perfect. Thanks for joining us this morning. And then we also, as always, have paleobosslady.com. Um, her Taking It to the Streets tour updates are going to be on there. You can also go to uh, Instagram at Paleo Boss Lady or Facebook, Paleo Boss Lady. Um, it's brought to you by Nativa, which is nativa.com, and Palm, Palm Done Right can be found at palmdoneright.com. I'm Nikki Bove. For more tour updates with me, if you want to come check me out live, go to nikki-bove.com. And uh, those are the shout-outs I have today. Stay tuned next week where I check back in with Katie Jones and we talk about her whole movement and things that she's got going on with this revolution. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we will see you next Wednesday at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks again, Calvin. And we'll see you guys all next time. All right. Thank you.